Well, good morning, Radiant Lifers. It's so good to be with you here this morning. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love that little video that plays before we start, like the, the music. It, it almost kind of has like a 80s kind of tone to it. But I absolutely, if you like that, that music that's in that video that we just played, just do like a thumbs up in the comments below. I'm just curious if anybody's with me on that or if I'm just out in some strange land, which I, I probably am, but that's okay. Hey, I want to welcome you to part two of Into the Unknown. And uh, I, I fully believe with everything inside of me that if you're watching this, that God is going to move here today. So whether you're watching it here this morning or you're watching this weeks or months, maybe even years down the road, I fully believe that God is going to do something because of what's happened in my life this week leading up to this. And I'll share a little bit of that uh, towards the end of the teaching here this morning. But I want to welcome you to part two. And if you missed the first week, uh, if you missed last week, I can't implore you enough to head over to the website and under media and go to the teaching that Pastor Ryan did last week. It was absolutely phenomenal. I, w- I was behind the camera giving him some amens and kind of grunting and groaning uh, behind the camera there, Adam, because God just moved through that message. And I fully believe that God is going to do here something here this morning as well. But I want to I just start off by asking a question. And the question is this. What emotions are you feeling right now? Pastor Ryan, he, he asked this question last week. But depending on how you answer this question right now is probably going to dictate whether you scroll to somewhere else or if you actually pull up your chair and get focused for a few moments. I, I'm guessing that depending on what emotions that you have now in this moment is going to determine on whether or not you are focused. Now, we're, we're going to go to the same story that Pastor Ryan hit last week, but we're going to look at it with a different lens. We're going to look at it with this emotional aspect, and we'll get into that in a second. So uh, go ahead and hit to your, uh, get to your Bibles right now, head over to Mark chapter 4, and I just want to kind of set up the context of this story just a little bit, is that the, the author, Mark, his full name is John Mark, and if you're a Bible nerd, I want to encourage you to head over to the book of Acts, and you'll see that play out. He rubbed elbows with Peter, who uh, was a disciple of Jesus, who did life with him for three years. And so there's a lot of influence from Peter onto John Mark. Now, John Mark also wrote this to the Gentile church in Rome, which was under a ton of persecution. And so if you're not sure what Gentile means, basically what that, because I'm assuming most of you that are watching this, you're probably not Jewish. And so a Gentile means everybody who's not Jewish. So we all kind of fall under that umbrella. So as we get into this narrative again, Let's kind of have some of that backdrop, that, that cultural context, as we get into the scriptures here this morning. But before we dive into it, like I, I kind of alluded to, it has been a very challenging week leading up to this message. And I just need to pray, and I just need to ask Holy Spirit to just kind of take over for this message. So if you're a praying type of person, I would encourage you to maybe bow your heads, uh, maybe even raise up a hand uh, sort of thing. But let's just pray uh, as we get into God's Word here this morning. Heavenly Father, I just pray that uh, 
as we go into this uh, unknown, and as our emotions are stirred each and every day, I just pray that, Holy Spirit, we would sense your presence, that you would guide and direct. And so, Father, I ask that you would inspire anything that comes from my mouth here this morning. And I just pray that you would use me in spite of me here this morning. And would you shape and mold us more and more into your image here this morning. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so hopefully you have your Bibles uh, on your tablet or maybe you got your paper Bible, but we're going to dive right into Mark and we're gonna, just going to go through the narrative real quick. So on that day, when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So Pastor Ryan, he said, hey, they're going into uncharted waters. They're going into the unknown. They weren't sure what they were about to get ready to get into. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat. They're referring to Jesus. And other boats were with them. So Jesus had his disciples that were with him. He had those 12. But Jesus had other disciples outside of the 12. And a lot of these followers are in the other boats following along. A great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. I just want to pump the brakes for just a moment. Imagine yourself in a boat. Now, I get when I say that, some of you are thinking like maybe the big boats that are basically cities, cruise ships, and maybe some of you are thinking of a kayak. Let's try to get on the same page here. Let's just think of a a smaller fishing boat sort of thing, like a rowboat sort of thing. And, And just... Just imagine for a moment, you're you're out on the water, and you see the clouds, the dark clouds beginning to come in. You, You feel the wind hit your face and go through your hair. You can smell the rain coming. You begin to feel the waves starting to rock the boat. I mean, I I don't know about you, but like I would begin to probably feel a little uncomfortable. Now, I have a good friend, Chris Kidd. I'm giving you a huge shout out here. I know uh, you served in the Navy, and I thank you so much for serving. You're probably the type of person who is comfortable being out on the water. You could live out on the water. For me, nah, I need to be on the land. I like to visit the water, and it has to be fresh water because there's sharks in salt water, and I don't, yeah, not going there. But imagine being in this boat. You smell the rain, you feel the wind, it's starting to rock sort of thing. I, there would be some emotions that would begin to stir, at least for me. I don't know if, if you would or not. But just, just put yourself in that situation. Put yourself into this situation for just a moment. Just pause, because it, it's easy to get into the Scripture, and it's easy to just keep reading and reading, but what if we read just a little slower and we imagined ourselves in the situation? Because I think we begin to maybe relate to what the disciples are about to lament here in just a moment. He, He was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? Now we're going to come back to this verse in a moment. But you can sense the strong emotions that are happening here. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? 
Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified. And they asked one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And so you can sense the strong emotions that the disciples have. And I wonder for a lot of us as we go into uncharted waters, we go into the unknown sort of thing, like we have these strong emotions that stir deep within us. Let's go back to verse 38. Don't you care that we're going to die? Maybe you said that this week. God, don't you care about my situation? Don't you care that the bank is coming after me? Don't you care that I don't have money to put food in the cupboards? I don't know what your situation is, but maybe you've even cried this out. God, don't you care? The people closest to Jesus even struggled with strong emotions. Our emotions stir deeply in uncharted waters. Now, a blessing of being able to, to, to teach God's word is I just get to immerse myself in it. And I get to, to read uh, lexicons and dictionaries and commentaries. You look at maps and there's all kinds. Of, like, I get way more out of it than what I'll ever be able to articulate to you. But there was this one quote that I just I want to share with you because I, I feel like it relates to this, this uh, uh, that our emotions stir deeply in uncharted waters. And so the commentary, Joel Marcus, he says, Mark intended to lift the community's eyes from the surging chaos that seemed to engulf them. Remember, he wrote this to a church who was in persecution. Nero just was pressing down on the church. There was this storm and the unknown that was happening to the church. And the intent of Mark was to bring the good news of Jesus to this church. And so the surging chaos that seems to engulf it and to fix them instead on the vision of the one enthroned in heaven. Our emotions stir deeply in uncharted waters. I, you know, I think for a lot of us, like it, you, we said this before we uh, even got on the cameras, was you, you can't help but to even maybe scroll through social media without having some strong emotion being stirred. What, what, whatever your belief is, one way or the other, it's hard to not even go through social media in a day not having our emotions, these strong emotions coming to the surface. And so my attempt here this morning is just to kind of talk about three strong emotions. But maybe you're, you're, you don't relate to maybe these particular ones. I think the principles that we're going to take away from this will work with any kind of strong emotion that we have. And so the first strong emotion that we're going to talk about this morning is fear. It's a real thing. You, you, you may not have even slept last night because you're up on the internet and you're researching things and, and you're trying to figure out all these different uh, situations that are playing out, and we just we live in fear, or there's people that are pressing fear into our life. I want to share from you just a quote from the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs are these short little sentences, these little golden nuggets of truth and wisdom. 
In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, it says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And so maybe this fear that you have that's overtaking you, maybe we just need to step back for a moment. And we just really need to lean in and trust God in this season, in this moment, because he will keep us safe. I I think fear is like one side of a coin, and the other side of that coin is an anxiety. We, we stay up and we play out all these different situations and because we're not sure if this, it's going to play out like this or it might play out like this. But if it plays out like this, that means it's going to play out like this. And, and we just get so anxious about all these different things. I, I just want to share Jesus' words on this. And he just, I love Jesus. <laughs> If you love Jesus, put a hand up in the comments right now. I, I just, he's, just the way that he teaches. And if we, if we would allow his words, if we would allow his words to penetrate our hearts and our minds, it would radically change us and it would radically free us from some of these strong emotions. Check this out in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Just let those questions sit for a moment. Allow Jesus' words, allow his questions to penetrate you. Now he uses this analogy for us to to really understand this. He looks at birds. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And as any good rabbi would do, he ends it with a question. Are you not much more valuable than they Do you believe this? Do you believe that you have value? Because your heavenly Father fully believes in you. He created you on purpose, for a purpose. And you have value. Are you you not more valuable than birds? And so we need to to, uh, refocus how we look at our fear and our anxiety. Now, this other emotion, this is one that I've struggled with for most of my life, and it's anger. And I think we can pick on dudes a little bit here, like dudes only seem to have like one emotion, it seems like. And I know that we have other emotions, but anger is the one that always seems to to come to the surface. In fact, I remember going to my counselor, nothing to do with anger, and he says, Brandon, you're addicted to anger. And I laughed at him. I I laughed at him in his office. I said, I'm not addicted to anger. I love to have fun. I like to have a good time. I like to joke around. And then a week later, I realized I was addicted to anger. Like, I just, I didn't realize how much of it I had underneath the surface. Now, go back to Proverbs here, these little nuggets of truth. A quick-tempered person acts foolishly. Have you ever made a good decision while you're angry? (laughs) I know that I have not ever made a good decision while I was angry. 
and one whose schemes is hated. Now, when I make decisions while I'm angry, the people around me, mostly my family, don't like that sort of thing. Now, there is this misconception that if you're a follower of Jesus, that you're never supposed to be angry. That is false. So, I want to share the same verse that my counselor shared with me when I was dealing with anger, and it's right here in Ephesians. He says, be angry. Stop. Don't read any more of that. Be angry. It's okay to be angry. It's what we do with our anger. That's the problem. And for me, when I'm angry, I make foolish choices. So he says, be angry and do not sin. So it's what we do with our anger, that's the problem. Now I think for a lot of us, we don't control anger, we allow it to blow up, because there are things to be angry about. I mean, I remember Jesus flipping tables and cracking a whip. I think he was pretty upset. There are things to be upset about. There are things to be angry about. And sometimes these strong emotions come to the surface. Paul finishes and he says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't just keep stewing in it. Don't do that. It's okay to be angry. Don't sin, but don't just keep stewing in it. At some point, we have to release that. And we'll talk about that in a very practical way of how to be able to do that. And so we look at these strong emotions that happen when we kind of go into the unknown, so to speak. But what we have to allow is faith and truth to take over. We have to start living with faith and truth. Faith and truth need to outweigh our strong emotions. Our strong emotions, they can be heavy, but we need to allow faith and truth to outweigh those things. Going back to the narrative, then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do do you still have no faith? So we're in the unknown. We're in those uncharted waters, as Pastor Ryan said last week. This is a huge question. Where is your faith? Because we're in chapter 4 of Mark. I encourage you, if you have a paper Bible, just take a quick glance over the previous three chapters and what the disciples have already experienced up to this moment that we're slicing out. They've already experienced Jesus' teaching. They've already experienced miracles. And he's saying, where's your faith? Now you might be sitting there, well, well, how do you define faith? What is faith? Well, the writer of Hebrews gives us a definition. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Verse 3 says, by faith, I can't see, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. That's Jesus, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Regardless of where our emotions are at, you can't help but to go outside and notice creation. It's all over the place. It doesn't matter where you go, you're in the middle of creation. So I want to take us out of the boat, so to speak. I want to bring us back to land to maybe illustrate this point of faith and truth. And so for just a couple of moments, 
Let's, uh, let's envision a locomotive. The old-fashioned trains that, that ran on coal uh, or wood, and it, they would have a big fire and, and the steam, that would move the engine. And then you would have all these different cars. Now, I'm super artsy, and I'm really good at drawing. Check out this awesome train I did. And the embarrassing part is, I don't even want to tell you how long it took me to do that. Like, I should have just cut and pasted this off the internet somewhere. I, I, there's like 50 shapes inside of this. I'm just saying, anybody that uses Keynote out there. All right, so we're looking at a locomotive, right? And, and, and the, the engine is what moves the rest of the train. And I wonder if for some of us, our emotion is what's driving the train. Like, we, we fill in the fuel source with all these different things, right? We feed that fire, these emotions, and we feed it with fear and anxiety and anger. You might be this right here, but I want to encourage you to have a train that's led with faith and truth. Faith and truth should be the engine that is moving us forward. And the fuel source to fuel that fire, there's three things that I want to give you. And the first is prayer. The first is prayer. We need to be in communication with our Heavenly Father. There are times where we just need to humble ourselves and literally get on our knees. And there are other times we need to be on our face before our Heavenly Father. Jesus says that we can ask for things. And we can do those things, but even in our prayer life, do we slow down enough and listen? Like, is it just a one-way conversation, or do we allow God to speak truth into us? Because we need to have faith and truth. And truth can happen from prayer. Another component is God's word. His primary way that he speaks to us is through his word, the Bible. Like, do we, do we spend time in the Bible? Now, the church, we, we do a devotion each week after each teaching series. Some of them are three days. Some of them are five days. And it's been so encouraging getting up each morning and doing those devotions with you, church family. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out the YouVersion Bible app. It's a free app. It's just a great starting place to be able to get into God's Word. But with prayer and God's Word, those are components that fuel this faith and truth. And I think the other component is community. We have to be in community. And I get, like, this is a tough time to be in community. I think Jesus modeled this for us. He, he would pray. He was the word of God, but he also knew the Older Testament, which was his Bible, and he was also in community. And I think that our lives should model these things out. We, we need to have people who love us deeply, that can speak life into us, that they can speak truth in a gentle way to us. And maybe we can do that for others as well. 
And so I think that prayer, spending time in God's word, and being in community, that's the fuel that uh, moves this engine of faith and truth. But I feel like so many of us are fueled by these strong emotions. And we just allow this to just keep moving us forward. And we need to repent of that, which is a fancy way of saying we need to change direction. And when we repent, when we change direction, we're going to allow faith and truth to guide us. So here's the question. What is moving you? Is it strong emotions? Or is it faith and truth? Because here's the thing, friends. Pastor Ryan said this last week. Jesus is still in control. He really is. He's still in control. Let's go back to the narrative back in Mark chapter 4. He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased. It stopped. It stopped blowing. The waves stopped. The rain stopped. It ceased. This is the first miracle recorded in the Gospel of Mark that is a miracle of nature. We had seen people healed. We had seen demons uh, removed from people. This is the first miracle of nature. Jesus can cast out demons. He can cast out sickness. And he's in control of nature. Allow that truth to just sit into your hearts and your minds here this morning. Faith and truth will keep you on track. But our strong emotions will derail us. We need to be fueling this train with prayer, God's word, and being in community, friends. And I just want to use the same prayer that Pastor Ryan, I'm totally just robbing all of his stuff from last week. It was so good, why not? But I want to read this prayer. And then I want us to read it together. And we'll close this up with one of my favorite worship songs. Here's the prayer that, Jesus, or that uh, Pastor Ryan had for us last week. Jesus, we declare that you are still in the boat. Jesus, we declare that you are still in control. And Jesus, we declare that you are still up to something good. We trust you, O oh God of this universe, powerful enough to proclaim peace be still. Amen. Now I want us to, to read this together. And maybe it's embarrassing with some of your family members. It doesn't matter. Read this out loud right now. May this come from your heart. Don't just read the words. Allow this to be a prayer right now. Jesus, we declare that you are still in the boat. Jesus, we declare that you are still in control. And Jesus, 
we declare that you are still up to something good. We trust you, O God of this universe, powerful enough to proclaim peace. Be still. Now, I don't want to do an amen yet. The worship team's going to sing a song, Oh, Come to the Altar. The altar is where your heart is poured out to God right now, friend. And if you're a follower of Jesus, maybe your altar is that couch or that chair that you're sitting on, and you need to get off of it, and maybe you need to get on your knees in this moment. Maybe you've allowed these strong emotions to move you, and maybe you need to ask for forgiveness, and you need to repent, you need to change direction, and you need to allow faith and truth to move you forward. And so when we sing this song, I just want to encourage you, let it out. Confess that over to God. Tell him you're sorry. Tell him you're sorry that you have made these strong emotions bigger than the God who made the sea cease. Confess that over to him. Tell him you're sorry. And maybe you're watching and maybe you're not in a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you just need to get on the train with faith and truth. And and you're not sure that you understand all of it. You don't need to. It comes along the journey. But it just takes a mustard seed sized faith to begin that journey with Jesus. And I want to lead you through a prayer that you will begin to allow faith and truth to begin to move you in this journey. And it's a very simple prayer. And if you believe that Jesus came and lived and modeled a life for us, that he died, and that three days later he rose from the grave, and he, he walked around for 40 days, and then he went back into heaven, and someday he's going to bring all of his children home. And if you believe in that, If you have faith, if you want to be moved by this faith and truth, I want to encourage you to pray this very, very simple prayer here this morning. Jesus, I'm sorry that I've allowed this world to move me. I'm at the end of my rope, and I need you to come into my life. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit in this moment? And would you begin to guide and direct my life moving forward? Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I receive you to come into my heart to be the Lord over my life and my Savior. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there is a party in heaven. And maybe you're wrestling with that right now. I want you to wrestle with it as we begin to sing this song, Oh, Come to the Altar. And if you did pray that prayer, would you let us know, maybe in the comments, or would you message us? There might, if you're watching on our website, there's going to be a little uh, button right there that you can click and you can raise your hand. And we would love to connect with you and walk with you on this journey. But church family, followers of Jesus, Disciple makers of Jesus, 
Do you need to come to the altar now in this moment? Have you allowed these strong emotions to move you? It's time to repent. Just humble yourself on your knees and tell Jesus you're sorry and just be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and be filled. And let's continue to worship here this morning.